you are set with a very specific DNA. It's not like anyone else's. It's as identifiable as your finger. It is yours and yours alone. Fear of failure happens because we allow for it to happen. God knows that we are going to fail. God knows for we are weak. And he has an expectation for greatness regardless. I'm at a place of understanding that it's him and only him. The fear of failure has no authority. Hey, God bless you today. Dr. Kevin Hull with Healing for Your Life. I'm so very excited that you're with us today. Got a wonderful message today that I want to share with you on fear and overcoming everything that comes along with that. You know, we exist to offer healing and transformation through the Word of God. And each week, our desire is to bring a quality program that is here for you to be able to understand how you can be impacted by the scriptures each and every week. I was ministering with a couple over the weekend. And really walking them through what God had called them to do, what they believe their purpose is upon this earth, and the struggles that they've had just in getting those things accomplished. They've had a ton that has happened, including a, uh, a cross-country move, getting kids stabilized, and just, just obstacles in life. Nothing serious or traumatic, just serious obstacles in life. And as I begin to minister to them, the Lord began to speak to me about some of the things that Moses went through just in the time of getting his ministry set up. You know, Moses led over a million people out of Egypt, pastored and shepherded them, set up a massive, talk about a mega church, set up a very successful organization where they were cared for and God would respond to his needs as he was responding to the people. There were people that surrounded him, Jethro, his prime example of a father-in-law who was there to give direction, counsel and purpose as Moses would need that. But I was just rallying over that, over the fact of everything that was going on. And so I want to speak to you to that on today in a couple of, in a, in a three-part series, because I believe that God has something for us within that. I, I'm finding that as I talk with people, there are a lot of folks that are struggling with feeling like they have failed God or feeling like they have failed in their purpose that God has given them to do, or just not knowing what to do. And they're fearful of that. So I want to kind of begin to jump into that into three sections. One is fear of failure. Secondly is fear of rejection. And then the third one is fear of success. So I'm going to cover today fear of failure because really I think that's a critical one to do that. So as we do that, let's open up the word and let's open up in prayer. Father, we love you today, God. And we want to bless you and give you all the glory and praise for what you're going to do. Lord, it's been an incredible time of just the season that we walked through within this past couple of years just through COVID and coming out of that and beginning to get reassociated into life and doing things differently than we ever had before. And Father, as I'm filming this, God, there's even things that are going on even today, God, where we have to be conscious of the fact that, Lord, you are with us. God, you're walking through us with everything that has happened. But Father, more than anything, God, I pray that you open up the scriptures today and help us to understand who we are and what we are about in Jesus' mighty name. So, you know, I want us to look at Moses for a moment and begin to think about some things about his life. First off, you talk about someone who was well-versed in adversity, but also one who was well subject to trials and tribulations of life. I want us to establish some things about who we are in Christ, because it's something that you've got to begin to see. First off is this, 
God has a distinct purpose for every one of us. I have said this for years and I believe it to be true that if you are alive, have a heart beat and are breathing, God is not finished with you yet. God has a direct purpose for your life and you are at a place where God is preparing you for where you're going, not for where you are. You have to see that. Where you're going, what he has called you to do is not where you are today. God has a greater purpose, a greater destiny, and a greater desire to see where it is that you're going, not where it is that you are today. I'm doing things today in ministry that I never thought would even be possible. Now, some of that's because of technology. Some of that's because of different things that are happening. But more importantly than anything, God is able to move within our life because we are able to be open up. And here's all I'm wanting you to say. When you are at a place where God is moving in your life, you have to be subject to his will and not ours. Many times what happens is, and how we get off track, is we'll be in a place where we will be moving in the will of God to accomplish his will for our life, and we will miss it, or we will take a side road, or we will deviate just a little bit, and we'll miss what God is saying at that moment for one specific reason. God is wanting to do it his way and not our way. And many times what happens is if we take our own road, we will then take a step back. And when we take a step back, we've missed the ultimate thing that God's wanted to show us. And friend, I want you to realize God's desire for your life is greatness. He sees greatness in you. You are created in his image. You have everything that you need within you to be successful, but it has to take a step where I'm saying it's less of me and more of him. Just like what John the Baptist said about Jesus, I must decrease so that he can increase. And I want you to understand that, that if we don't heed that warning, and, and hear me say it, if we don't heed that warning, what will take place is we'll find ourselves at a place where we are struggling to get there. We will have to take a, a, a smaller step backwards to accomplish it, because why? We got to be obedient to what God is telling us to do. Now, let me focus on that for a moment, on the taking a step back. If we're progressing, we're moving forward in what God is calling us to do, and then all of a sudden we make the decision that we're going to stop and do our own thing, or we're going to, we feel like God is saying us this, but we didn't take the time to adequately pray about what that looks like, then many times what will happen is, is we'll pull, we will be pulled back from creating our finest destiny that we could have ever created, because why? We did not follow exactly as God wants us to do. So how do we correct it? We have to stop each step of the way. And if you don't feel peace about what God is telling you to do, friend, do not move forward. It's very, very important. You have everything. You've got everything within you, everything within you to accomplish the will of why it is upon this earth. It's in you. It's already a part of your DNA. It's a part of everything that you are. But if you're not seeking God along the way, it's just like a child. As they mature, they have to be brought through correction and direction to be successful and to reach the level that God wants them to reach. If they don't do that well, we have to correct them so that they get to a place of success. God is the same way with us. You have everything within you, but as your DNA is maturing toward reaching the goal that God has for you, you may have to take a step back to do that. Here's what I'm telling you is don't be in such a rush. Be slow, be persistent, but seek God along the way. And that's how it is that you'll get, you'll get moving. Now, I didn't get to the message yet, but those are some tidbits for you of things that I've learned within my life that if I'm going too fast, and I have gone way too fast so many times, if I'm going too fast, God will slow me down 
so that I can stay and have a course correction to get brought to the place that I need to be. But you look at Moses, and Moses had a massive course correction happen within his life. David had a massive course correction happen within his life. Saul did as well before he met Jesus and was transformed into what we now have as Paul. You may have messed up within your life. There may have been things that have happened in your life that you say to yourself, I can never be used of God. That's me. I had things happen within my life where I thought God's never going to use me. Yet what happened with that was, is I had to go through a time of processing. When I went through that and was healed, God then said, let's get to work. And so what you're seeing today is a result of the processing that took place where God set me on the shelf and said, let's, let's perfect some things in your life. I still see value. I still see potential. Let's get you into the ball game, but let's have you do a little bit of training and a little bit of practice first. Then you'll be ready to go. Now, Successful television ministry, successful podcast, uh, traveling all over the nation, ministering before concerts, doing things that I never even dreamed holding conferences, never even dreamed would be possible. But why is it? Because I got shelved. And when you get shelved, what that just means is, is that you're going to get processed and you may go through some very difficult times. You probably will. For whatever reason that that happens for your life, when you are at a place where you're allowing God to process, it, process you, you'll find yourself more successful on the other side if you'll take the time to be processed. Moses did. Now, I want us to understand something. Your adversity, your time, your trials may happen to a point where you think you can never be successful. Moses was one who should have been killed as a baby. He should have been executed after the murder of the Egyptian. Thirdly, he could have even been beaten badly or even killed by the shepherds when he was defending the honor of the daughters of the priest of Midian. But he was persevered and protected. Now, I want you to see this. You may find yourself at a place where you know someone who had a great call, a great destiny, and you think they should still be living and maybe they died prematurely. Our daughter that we had, Amy, who was 16 when she contracted non-Hoskins lymphoma, was leading a Bible study, had a call in her life for ministry, we thought, um, was would get up at 5.30 every morning and pick up kids in her station wagon and take them to a Bible study. Uh, was on fire for Christ, loved Jesus. And in fact, when the diagnosis came in, um, she said, well, praise Jesus. She says that this is something that can bring other people to the cross, then it's well worth it. She died. She would die nine months later from a mass that was 12 by 17 by eight in her chest. You may ask yourself, why in the world if God was using somebody like that, did that happen? There are questions like this that I have all the time where I think to myself, I may not understand. And you may not ever have the answer until you meet the Father, but here's what I want you to see. God will use us and fulfill us because we are his to be used by him for his service. We're not here for ourselves, we're here for the Father. We exist for his calling and his calling alone. And it doesn't matter what it is that you've done. God already knew it was going to happen. It doesn't matter what it is that you think you may do. God knows what's going to happen. When we are at a place where we are trusting God more than we trust our earthly circumstances, we're at a place of success. And that's what I want you to understand with that. In these next three meetings I want us to have together, I want to talk today about fear of failure. In fact, chapter three of the book of Exodus speaks very highly of that. There's three areas, fear of failure, 
which is chapter 3, verse 11, when it's speaking about Moses being called of God, literally by God, to do the work of God. Moses was at a place where at this point he had killed the Egyptian, he had left, he had defended uh, the, the daughters in verse 16 of chapter 2 in the book of Exodus. He had defended the, the daughters of Midian. Uh, he was at a place where he was being processed and he was doing the things necessary to allow God to change him, transform him, and mold him. But there was a thing that was going on within Moses because he thought his time had passed. The fear of failure comes from verse 11 in chapter 3 in the book of Exodus. Here's what it says. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Egypt? Uh, so the children of Israel out of Egypt. So that's his first thing. He's dealing with an area for a fear of failure. Many times what happens, and this is what we're going to focus on today, many times what happens is, is we think we're called by God to do something, but something traumatic or a rejection has taken place and we don't allow ourselves to move forward because we're in fear that we're going to fail. Here's our second thing we're going to be covering over the next few weeks, and that comes out of chapter 4 in the book of Exodus, verse 1, and it's the fear of rejection. The fear of rejection. Here's what it says within this. But suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice. Suppose they say, the Lord has not appeared to you. Now, each one of these things has a cause and effect as a result of that. There was a reason why Moses felt the way he did. There was an effect of what happened as a result of the way that he felt. And then there was the actual result of what took place by what God confirmed within him. So traumatic event, personal belief of what we believe about ourselves, and then what God has to put back into us to replace what it is that happened before him. And then here's the third one, the fear of success. When I'm at a place where I believe that God has called me, and I've had to deal with this myself just in watching this ministry. When I'm at a place where I am dealing with a fear of success, it literally is that, what if we do make it? You believe in God for the longest time about what might happen, and then all of a sudden it begins to happen. You're like, oh gosh, it's happening. It's really, truly taking place. It's fear of success. And here's where it is that we see that within Scripture. Chapter 4, verse 10. Then Moses said to the Lord, O oh, my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. So <clears throat> we find within verse 10, there's a place where God has spoken to Moses. God has performed signs and wonders for Moses. Moses now believes it, but he has this fear of success of what might take place on the other side of it. Now, today I want to speak to fear of failure. So back to chapter 3, verse 11. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? I mentioned this at the top of the program, and I want us to understand this. You are set with a very specific DNA. It's not like anyone else's. It's as identifiable as your fingerprint. It is yours and yours alone. It is unlike anybody else's. And when God was forming you within the womb, God placed within your DNA everything that you need to accomplish what it is that you were called of God to do upon this earth. Everything. You have it within you. We can take all the tests that we want. We can do all the scientific studies that we need to do. But I want you to understand, bottom line is this. You have what you need within you to be successful for what God has called you to do, period. Settle that, settle it, settle it. It is factual. It is the facts of what God has called you to do, and you have to understand that. So with that being said, 
Jesus, when he came and died upon a cross and you accepted him as your Lord and Savior, Jesus gave everything by being infilled with the Holy Spirit, the helper, to help you accomplish everything that God has placed within you. But friend, I do not want you to think for a second that in looking at fear of failure, that your sins, past sins, or future sins that you will commit disqualify you from what God has called you to do. It does not. Don't think that way. Get that stinking thinking as I've heard before it be said. Get it out of your mindset. It is not of God. You have everything within your DNA to be successful. There's the expectation that you will be successful. And by the grace of God, we will figure out what God has called you to do and you'll be successful within it in Jesus' name. Why? It's already in you. And so when I look at that, here's what I want you to begin to see. One of the greatest things that we see about ourselves and everything that we struggle with is this. I may not have within me what I needed, or I may be thinking because of what I've done within my past, God can't use me. I'm telling you, I was there. I thought that way. I believed that way. When I had my, my issues within my life, I had a moral failure. And when I had that happen within my life, I thought God is done with me. It didn't matter that we see within scripture about what David did or anything else that was far worse than any of that. I just thought in my mind because I allowed the enemy to get into me to say, you can't accomplish what God's called you to do because you have failed. And friend, it's not that way in any way, shape, or form. God knows that we are going to fail. God knows where we are weak. He knows what our strong pieces are, and he knows what our weak pieces are, and he has an expectation for greatness regardless. He just loves us. He loves us that much, and there is that much of great expectation for success. Your DNA is yours. Your DNA has everything. It's not your spouses, not your kiddos, not your parents. It's yours. And so when I look at that, then scripture lines up with what it says in Romans eleven twenty nine. What Romans eleven twenty nine says, and you should know this, commit it to memory because you need to have it within your heart. It reads this way. For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. The gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. And you say, well, calling's for ministry. That's when I've heard it used. Calling is for whatever it is that God has placed you upon this earth to accomplish. That's what calling is. Your calling is specific for that of business, for that of ministry, for that of digging a ditch, for that of flying a kite. Whatever it is that God has called you to do, that's what your calling is. Get it out of your mindset that I can only accomplish this because this is how it looks within ministry. Your calling is exactly where it is that God wants you to be, to do exactly what it is. But you need to see this. It says it's irrevocable. That means it doesn't leave regardless of your sin, regardless of what it is that you may have struggled with, regardless of what it is that you may have dealt with. Your calling is irrevocable. So it speaks to your DNA, speaks to purpose, speaks to your direction, speaks to your outstanding understanding of what God has called you to do. Yet, here's what will happen. We will try and we will fail. We will try again and we will fail. I was speaking with this couple, I mentioned at the top of the program, and they were at a place where they had tried it multiple times and they had failed multiple times. And the result of that was they thought there was no chance. They thought there was no possibility that they could be successful. So they gave up. Did the calling give up? No, they did. Yet they kept getting this urge, like it wasn't over. Of course it's not over. God did not end it. 
you're still breathing, you still have a heartbeat, it's not over. But what happened within this was is that when they begin to see and get, begin to get excited, they hit a territory change. Sometimes that has to happen. That's another message for another day, but they literally moved from California to Texas. When they moved to Texas, God began to speak to them. That's the whole spiritual message, but God began to speak to them again about this thing. Now, here's what I want you to see. Fear of failure happens because we allow for it to happen. We have the authority to rebuke it and to not allow it to come into our situation. But many times, because of human nature, we will try to fulfill the will of God upon our life. And we will fail because we have too much human inside our desire. God won't let it go if it's not completely lined up with his will. And the result of that is, is we find ourselves struggling. Friend, what I want you to see is, God wants you to be in a place of success, but friend, you need to see this as well. Your success level happens because, just like I said at the top of the program, I'm fully relied upon God. Now watch this. Your heart may be hurt. Your heart may be in a place where you're struggling with whatever it is that has happened from the failure for you have not been successful. You may be thinking to yourself, my goodness, I wish we could just be successful in all this. But failure happens. Your heart gets depleted. You've poured everything into it. Maybe you've poured money into it. Maybe you've poured time and effort into it. Maybe you poured into any number of things into it and you've not seen success. You had this desire, you felt like God was calling you to start a Christian business. You poured money and you poured time into it, but it wasn't successful. And you struggle with it and you wonder to yourself, how am I ever gonna make this work? Here's what I want you to see within Psalm chapter 73, verse 26. Psalm chapter 73, verse 26. Look on the screen. Here's what it says. My flesh and my heart fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Let's break this down. My flesh and my heart fail. The writer of this scripture is saying directly, David is saying directly, my flesh and my heart fail. But God, watch this, God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. So in other words, your flesh and your heart are supposed to fail. For what reason? So that God can be the strength of what has failed my heart. I want you to see the magnitude of this scripture. We have to be in a place where flesh dies and his spirit rises. It is critical within this. My flesh cannot exist in his presence. His presence cannot exist with my flesh. That's why what scripture is saying here is that my flesh and my heart fail, but God is the strength of my heart. When I feel like I have failed, when I feel like I have done everything that I can, but God, but God. When I'm at a place of understanding that it's him and only him, then fear of failure has no authority. Look at what Joshua said. This is fasting scripture. I gotta get off of here, but this is fasting scripture to me. Moses has passed 
God has commissioned Joshua. It's time for Joshua to step into it. He's been, Joshua's been an associate pastor, if you will, to Moses. God has anointed, placed, called, said it's time to go to work and in the senior leader role, the senior pastor role that Moses held. Verse nine of Joshua is so important because God says to him, and friend, God says this to you, have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Wherever you go. And I want you to see that and understand that. There is no fear of failure with God. And if it's been there, ask for forgiveness, rebuke it, and never receive it again. Over these next few weeks, I'm going to be giving you everything that you need to get to your next level. Amen. Amen. Well, Father, I pray for that one watching today, God, and I ask, Lord, that you would just bless them. Lord, I just agree with them today. Fear of failure is rebuked in Jesus' name. We take authority over it and declare that it must lead within their life. Father, refill them with vision, refill them with purpose, refill them with desire and direction. We speak that into existence in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, friend, I never want to leave a message this is one of the most critical portions of everything we do without giving you an opportunity to be able to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I have served him faithfully for decades, and I can tell you my life has never remained anything but extravagantly awesome because of it. When Jesus came upon this earth, he walked upon this earth, became human, lived as we lived, never sinned. And the result of that, he became an acceptable sacrifice to God to redeem everything that the scripture is spoken about here. He walked upon this earth, died upon a cross, rose three days later, so that you, my friend, could have salvation. I want to pray with you and ask that you just accept the Lord into your heart. If you've never done that before, it's the most important thing that you can ever do. Right there where it is that you are, just pray this prayer directly after me. Dear Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner, and I know that without you, I would die and go to hell. Jesus, I ask that you come into my heart. Accept me as I accept you as my Savior. Forgive my sins and accept me into your kingdom when I die. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. <clears throat> well, friend, if you, just, if you just did that, we believe that you just accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That prayer is nowhere in the Bible. It's a prayer that we as preachers pray to help lead and guide you as a new convert. But Jesus is your Lord. Jesus is my Lord. And as a result of that, he is here for you. Find a good Bible-based church where it is that you are. Tell the preacher when you've arrived that you need to get baptized because you just accepted Jesus. I want you to be able to hear from you as well. Call me at the number that's on the screen. And I look forward to speaking with you personally. And I want to get material into your hands as well. Well, friend, we pray this program has been a blessing to you. Prayerfully consider financially supporting us. It's time for this program to grow, and we're looking to get this station paid for by some partners. So there's a QR code screen that is there. Take the time to scan that with your phone. Make a donation today. Help us to get to the next level within our finances. Now that we're praying for you as well, email us, mail us, do whatever it is that you want to, but stay in contact with us. Know that we love you today. We are praying for you. And until this next time, remember, fear of failure has no place in any portion of your life. 
And God bless you. We'll talk to you very soon. Consider it an honor and a privilege to be in your home each and every week. 